Pickaxe. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Guys, I have a question for you. Ask uh-huh. a question. When you're walking down the street and you like see maybe some discarded, well, let's be honest, it's discarded food, right? But it's not in an open container. It, it's apparently in its packaging. Mm-hmm. How tempted have you been to just sort of just <laughs> fucking dive in and just like grab that, grab that oh, bad boy off the street? I've been tempted. Your, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I guess you mean not just in its packaging, but like closed pack. Like if if I saw fast food, if I saw a perfectly good whole portion of medium fries in mm. a bag on the street, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot barge pole. But okay, uh, yeah, like closed stuff. I think I have done when I was perhaps a bit more reckless and, and younger. Um, I'm pretty sure I once picked up a Starburst that was wrapped. It was just on a wall. Ooh. It was like a Ooh. red one. I was like, I'm not, I'm not like missing a, a red one. <laughs> It does sound like, I mean, yeah, that's like exactly what you're taught at school not to do. Um, but it is sweets, so how can you say But it is sweets. So if it was a wrap to tell broccoli, you that it is sweets. I wouldn't have taken it. Um, <laughs> Don't get into the unmarked van unless it's a red Starburst. And then, you know what? All bets are off. Yeah. Fuck it. That's right. It's worth it. Head first. I only a little ask. boy, I've got puppies in here and I've got ice cream. Mm, not, not interested. interested. But, interested. but look at these. This is sweets. This is, you have the sweets? <laughs> well, now, now I'm now, gay. Now, you should have said. You should have said Single that. starburst. Count me in. Rappers on. One, one grubby starburst. <laughs> one and Peter starburst. Austin died in childhood because <laughs> he couldn't resist. Uh, I only asked because I was walking down the street. Uh, today, actually. Ooh. And I saw something glittering up ahead. And it looked, I was like, is that money? And then I got closer and I asked myself, is that a, is that a quality street blowing in the wind? <laughs> and it was. It was like a purple, you know, the purple one? Wow. And I, I really thought about it. I really, I was so tempted, but I didn't do it because I am nearly 30. Yeah, but <laughs> very, very it, nearly 30. It did occur to me that maybe, maybe there were, I mean, there have been, like I've, I've picked up a, a whole pack of cigarettes off the floor that have been oh, run over and squished by a car. Oh no, that's pretty desperate. Sorry yeah, to and say. you know what? That was uh, six years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Squished by a car. I remember trying to smoke them, oh, and they're God. all snapped and they're just rubbish. These floppy. They just leaky don't cigarettes. let air through. But they were free, so you oh. know. Dearing me. What about you, Mikey? Have you ever gone for some floor, some floor foraging? Not recently. I'm, I'm quite, I think with food, for some reason, I'm quite a, an anxious eat, eater in the sense that like if anything's even like a little bit off, I'm not going near that thing. Yeah, I'm like saying that, that I think I would have been tempted by the purple quality street because I, I, I don't know why, but I trust the quality street wrappers. They're quite yeah. sturdy and like, yeah, I think nothing's They're getting quality. in that. Mikey once Wait. brought a cat home that had been squashed by a car on the street. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we want a cat. I'll have yeah, that one. Here we go. I did once find a full box of cigarettes, non-run over, as a small child, wow. which was great fun. Wow. Um, did you enjoy them? 
<laughs> I instantly handed over the moment to my uh, to friend's the police. mom. <laughs> there's, there's drugs on the floor. Someone's been <laughs> drugging. <laughs> the naughty death sticks. I gave it to my friend's mom, and she was over the moon. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> my friend just looked at me and shook his head like, oh, my God. The one consolation, Ben, from the fact oh. that, you know, you were a big boy and didn't pick up the quality street blowing in the wind is that it mm. did give you the poetic phrase, quality street blowing in the wind. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's which a useful sounds phrase. quite profound, I think. I don't know what it means, yeah. but there's something there. Only a I'd... real poet could come up with that. My mind would be racing in that moment. I'd think, right, who's who's hiding in a bush with a camera waiting to, to record me? <laughs> Is it attached to a fishing rod? Am yeah, I on exactly. a prank show? Is Barney <laughs> from Prank Patrol going to hop out <laughs> with his ninjas? <laughs> yeah, that would be my first thought. Maybe I've wait until they get to safe distance and then grab it. Absolutely. But, you know, you, I mean, the real benefit there is meeting Barney and the ninjas. Yeah. Um, okay. I've... Um, I've definitely said before, probably twice on the podcast about the time I ate the gingerbread man from a Halfords car park. Yes, yeah, I remember. I remember I was, being really proud of you and also a little bit jealous. Yeah, yeah, because I was really, really, really drunk. Well, I was almost post drunk because I'd been being sick since 11 p.m. And it was like 3 a.m. at oh. someone else's 21st. And there it was. And he was like... Mm. I want you to eat when you get in. I said, I'm not going to eat. And he says, well, you're going to eat this gingerbread man we've just found then. Oh, I thought that you were saying the gingerbread man said that. Yes. I want you to to eat. I want you to eat me. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Well, I suppose we should, uh, you know, do that that thing. Yeah, I suppose so. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. video podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> of the burps. <laughs> of the three. It's because you just ate that Quality Street, isn't <laughs> just, it? You Don't know lie. What? I lied. I did eat the Quality Street. Obey <laughs> the law. Well, we obey the law. Of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hi, guys. Hello. How are we doing, generally? All three yeah. of us, I know, from having spoken to both of you and worked with one of you all day, all three of us are very tired and feeling <laughs> a bit out of whack. Um, so it's going to be a top-class yeah. episode. I think so. I think yeah. the energy is going to be here. Mm. I know, maybe like the delirium will kick in, and that's when the real magic happens. Yeah, I'm a big proponent. Proponent, at least personally, like all my best shit happens when I'm sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Like every video it's merch ad, every bit of like <laughs> every stream asset has been made at like four in the morning when I'm just 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 literally throwing stuff on a canvas and going, "Yeah, that's great. I love that." And <laughs> that's when it gets unhinged and great. Mm. Yeah, it's when all the best video stuff was edited by Michael. <laughs> Yeah. When I got myself locked in the office and <laughs> stayed overnight. Just went absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, you know what? You could help us all with our sleep deprivation. This is a bad segue, but I'm just going <laughs> to lean into it. Yeah. Um, by uh, donating to the war effort and allowing us to uh, buy coffee and things like that. Uh, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations with an S on the end. If you donate three pounds or more, you'll get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. And we'd be really, really appreciative of it. Uh, we have the first pumpy platoon up now, courtesy of 
Michael Johnson. Yeah, Dan Tootin. And we start with... Bobby Boba, Booby Baby, Babo Baby. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I think I nailed that one. Sir Captain Tom Birdseye, Tommy the Hank Engine, Peter Hassel in the Castle, Donak 07, Pet Shop Man, Can't Shack It, uh, The Generous, Feed Me Kate, Feed Me Kanye, sorry, Jesus. Feed Me Cake, Feed Me Kanye. Feed Me Kanye. And this here, my partner runs an online survivor game via Discord known as Orgs or online reality games, where she runs a MIDI challenge where players have to guess the song. It was inspired by Podiots, and the contestants find it hilarious, mostly. Cheers, uh, boys. Oh, that's a good one. That's lovely. That. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much. That sounds a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. Good, good job. Good job. I hope you told them about Podiots as well, please. Yeah, tell, tell your friends. friends. Go on, that's the rule. Bartek B. Wellington. Uh, LB and Mikey Street Fight. <laughs> Raindrop Joy and David's Cooking My Son. <laughs> Brilliant, thanks. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's time for the tiny troop, whatever it was, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's what it says on my document. <laughs> yeah, tiny troop. Uh, we've got Stephen Skodes, Freddie Weber is Meat Face, Pro Trainer, Don Key Dick. Okay, Don, Don <laughs> Key Dick. Vidiots is Not a Cult, Honest, uh, Mr. Black. Booper Mapis Healthcare. What's that one? Do you what? guys see what that is? Booper. Well, we talked about Booper. We last did time. talk about Booper Healthcare. What's the Mapis? Booper Mapis. Is it like Bompis? Booper Mapis. I don't know. If that's in, in any case. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Please explain. Yeah, in your next donation. Uh, the very very generous Stoke Off Trent, who says. This is my way of saying thanks for helping me survive the worst job of my life. Quitting soon to become a teacher. Excellent, glad to hear it. Been here a long time, but keep changing my name. I was once Mel Gibbon. You're the only ones who will read this name out loud on Twitch. Stroke off Trent is what oh, it says. Oh, it's stroke off Trent. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. We almost weren't the only people to read it out loud. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much indeed, stroke off Trent. Sorry to hear your job's been Thank bad, you. but glad you're moving on. Yeah, yeah good luck. Uh, thing her but whole. Uh, thanks Brexit and calls are 55 quid a gram. <laughs> e, are we? <laughs> It's the cost of living crisis. Have you seen the price of coals lately? Really going up. Too expensive. Uh, Now it's time for the fast crew. Big thank you to the very generous Magnus Did Nothing Wrong, who said, Been here from the start of Vidiots, but first time, first time don't know. Lots of love from down under. How are you staying on down there? How are you like clinging on? (laughs) Mad that. Everything's upside down, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Thank you, though. Thank you very much. Chegvin Chegnerson. Mr. Blobby becomes a bailiff. I would watch that episode. <laughs> that sounds incredible. <laughs> that does sound really good. <laughs> Just banging on your door. <laughs> Mr. Blobby affects politics at a local level. I'd love that. Uh, Hawkman 105. Squishy and useless. Ben, please marry me. No, I, I, get, I don't know who you are. Mr. Macca. Wrath, you bastard. Just keep swimming, Ash. Linear Daddy Sean Combs. I think it's meant to be like Puff Daddy. 
Linear Daddy. <laughs> Linear Daddy, uh, Sean Combs. <laughs> Linear Daddy. And I think it's Coombs, isn't it? I guess so. Puff I'm Daddy, not sure Sean what Puff Coombs? Daddy's name is. Anyway, we've ended up with Linear Daddy Sean Combs, <laughs> which I do like a lot. <laughs> and Schindler's Lisp, uh, thank you so much. Oh, no. That is your pod squad uh, for this week. Uh, remember streamlabs.com forward slash poddy it's donations three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast i'm just checking the calendar quickly because this episode's due to come out on the 12th right mm. 12th yes and we're gonna record uh, another one so not next one but the one after <gasps> there's a very good chance that we might all be together to celebrate a certain milestone. Mm-hmm. We'll be recording a podiat's in the flesh. We will announce it on social media, but if you wanted to mark such an occasion by being featured on Pod Squad, pay attention to our social media. Damn right. That is all I'll say. Michael Johnson, are you the question boy this week? I am indeed question master for today. Could I could I tickle your fancy with a question, sirs? You can tickle my fancy however you like, Mikey. <laughs> we we <laughs> we start with a question from Always an Adventure Podcast at aaa underscore Alex Sam on the Twitters, and they say or they ask, given that energy costs are soaring, what revolutionary self-sustaining power generation method would you come up with? Ooh. So this is this is relatable. This is for the people. This is a benefit of the nation. We're, we're here today to solve a crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, how the hell do we do this? I I I, I had the, the the brainwave. I'm going to call it a brainwave because it is fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, candles, right? Problem yes. with them is you know the 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 wax has nowhere to go. So I I propose. You make a, a little candle at the bottom of the stand. It's got little holes in it for the wax to drip through. And you've got an extra long wick that carries on down the tube. And so as you burn the candle, the wax melts and goes down and essentially forms a new candle. And it repeats <laughs> time and time again. And therefore, just for the price of a wick, you've got unlimited candle. It's, yeah, that's it's, how it works, I think. Yeah, that's, a, you, that's exactly how it works. Are you going to tell him or am I, Peter? No, that's exactly... <laughs> How it works. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't dispute that. Um, you might want to literally Google that word for word and see if such a thing already exists. Wait, wait, wait that's a lot of words. How do I Google this? Endless candle. Just like a reversible. I'm fairly certain that you can get those. They don't wait. last forever, obviously. <laughs> but wait, what? You... You can... What? That already exists. What the fuck? Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, why aren't we using them then? This is ridiculous. I don't know, Michael. I don't know. <laughs> the answer's been on the shelves The world for years. needs to hear about these. Where? Why is no one talking about this? Look at the picture. It works perfectly. Look, it's, it's, yeah. it's a whole new candle. It's yeah. exactly the same amount of wax. You, you get like 50. Side. You get like 50 of those bad boys. Stick it around your, your water tank. Bam. You're sorted. Just for the price of like a new Bic lighter every week. You're sorted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's a great idea, Michael, and more people need to hear about this candle. Damn right. Mm-hmm. I like that you came up with that as an invention all by yourself, thinking it was like genius, which it is. This is it, is. it already exists. It is, gen- it's, it is genius. It Guys, is genius. I've had an idea, and then it just <laughs> describes a product that already exists. <laughs> I think that's, the, that's the mark of a good idea. If someone else, it is. Is, if it's already on the market, I mean, it's a shame I got there late, but. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll rebrand it a bit. It could do with a you know a bit of revamping. Yeah. I got this crazy idea for a rectangle that can hold loads of music, and you can like listen to it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Whoa! How's it all fit in there? 
I don't know. I haven't worked that out yet. That's for the scientists. Well, I guess music's just like sound waves. It's just sound waves in a box, in it, and sound waves aren't very you, big. If you play the sounds at the rectangle, maybe they'll just sort of, it'll absorb it. Like a sponge. If you just put music like in it and squeeze it, it'll play the music back at you, right? All at once, yeah. <laughs> I've got an idea for this button, just a big red button on a panel that when you press it, Everyone who exists and everyone who will ever exist just lives in like perfect happiness <laughs> and bliss and like all the problems in the world get solved. I also haven't worked out how it works. That's for the scientists, but that's yeah, my that's idea. For the scientists. Yeah, um, yeah, just the, the, the fix it button. Yeah. It sounds like a hellscape, actually. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> a world where everyone is happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just evolve into the mouse, the mouse scenario, won't we? Where we'll just start eating each other and beating each other up. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, got a level with you guys. Um, I sort of tuned out when Michael was reading the question, and I've desperately been trying to reverse engineer what the question is from your answers. Right. I can't, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. I can't do it. Okay. Uh, well, on, if I give my on. answer, um, my answer would be um, like a, maybe just a donkey with a stick on its head, and there's a, can- uh, a, a carrot just dangling in front, and then you just yeah. tie. You know, like a like a like a dynamo or whatever it is to its back. Pretty sure that would that would also just go forever, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. Donkeys do go forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hardy little things, aren't they? I don't know why no one thought of that. Like I've seen cartoons where that happens, but no one's bothered to give it a go in real life. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to do. Whoa, okay. maybe wait. Well, what if you could attach like a mortar to an office chair and? You power your laptop by spinning around on the chair at all times. So it's, it's like it's foot powered. So I guess it, it's it's not totally, totally, you know, foolproof because you got to fuel yourself to fuel the laptop. But you have like a little little laptop stand built into the chair, so you're just constantly kind of spinning around a little bit. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm full of good ideas today. So we, this is an energy crisis thing, right? That's it is. What we're doing well okay. done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. It was only after it's after you talked about your fix everything button peter i thought that was your answer to the question right and then i and then i thought oh, i've got really got the wrong end of this thing <laughs> no um, i was just talking about inventions that you know it's for the scientists to work out yeah that is yeah they'll sort that out they'll get right on that they got nothing else going on um how about i mean it, we'll just i'll just get this one out of the way it's long hanging fruit no one else has said it we, we just sort of uh strap some sort of methane converter yeah. to Michael johnson and uh <laughs> Uh, laugh and now my real suggestion which is maybe we thoroughly invest in meat alternatives and lower them farty cow herd stocks or maybe uh, just maybe we start uh, taxing corporations properly uh, and then they lower their emissions output because as much as uh, you know we are all guilted into turning off light switches not that we shouldn't when we leave a room um, our carbon footprint is absolutely nothing and will never uh, be com- comparable to big corporations and quite frankly that's bullshit so yeah, you know but- uh, maybe maybe it's on them to fix it maybe it's not on us Maybe you know, those uh, those planes with no passengers on have to keep flying without anyone on yeah, it just to reserve that airspace, right, Ben? That's it's, yes, it's, yeah. I mean, that's only reasonable because the billionaires in the economy and so on. Yeah, take your TV off standby mode, right? That's yeah. important. That tiny LED, you just killed a fucking frog in the rainforest, you piece of shit. It's your fault that that frog died. Its um, name was Froderick. 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 
Yeah, and it had a a, a wife and children, or a husband and children, <laughs> or a husband. <laughs> it adopted frog children from a, yeah. from another family that that Michael killed. Yeah, that, yes. those kids were also from a dead frog family, and they're yeah. just being passed from one parent <laughs> to the next. <laughs> the saddest frog babies are just these two sad tadpoles with oh, bundles no. on their backs. This is um, the biggest crisis in the world right now, guys. Yeah. So, uh, we are often we frogs. Take it seriously, okay. <laughs> Please. Um, there is a. I've got an idea that combines both of your answers, Ben. Which mm. is, we can do some. We can genuinely do something right by the planet. Um, in that, we could perhaps attach methane extractors to the asses of cows. Maybe. Yes. Oh, um, just get them big all wearing nappies. big cow nappies, like big sort of iron lung, whatever the opposite of an iron lung is. Stick it to a cow's ass, uh, and. Uh, you know, you have some tanks that you feed all the methane to, and then you do whatever it is that you do. Burn it, because that's good for the planet, isn't it? <laughs> Burning methane. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it disappear, right? Yeah. I think that's good. I think that I works. Got an even better one for you. Mm. Yeah. Seven jumpers. Seven, seven jumpers. Everyone wears seven, <laughs> seven jumpers. Yeah, whatever it's called, <laughs> just put on seven jumpers. Yeah. It's got to be okay, seven. What about your number. extremities? What about when you need to clean your Seven gloves. Fourteen gloves. <laughs> Fourteen. You put uh-huh. more gloves on to wash. That's what you're suggesting. That's the answer. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah? know. No? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm asking you. You're the scientist. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> uh, I think we just don't worry about being being stinky. Well, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause if we all just learn to accept each other's smells, we won't need a shower anymore. Bam. Instant saving there. No more hot water. And if this you wear is... enough jumpers, the smell won't get through. Yes. Yeah. If you make and your base layer a bin bag, more jumpers. Mm. Yeah. We just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> or, you know, we could just all just stop caring because there's nothing that we can do. Yeah, right. Just accept our fate. Just accept it because the people who can affect real change aren't going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Not until they've made all their money that they can spend in a, in a desolate hellscape of a planet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they'll be fine. We won't, but they'll yeah. be fine. Um, yeah. But of course, you know, make sure you turn off the standby button on your TV, please. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All those frogs will die. <laughs> it's your fault, them frogs. You did that to them. <laughs> you did that to Froderick. How dare you? Well, I think we've raised some truly innovative, individual, unique, spectacular solutions there to the mm-hmm. climate problem. And yeah, well, so. we, the, the question was energy bills, but we've really just gone above and beyond on that. So, well done. Well done, one and all. Hmm. Thank you. Would, would anybody like to present their thing? Sure. Why not? Uh, I've had a little mini thing for a while. I mean, it's Ooh. not always the size. It's what you it's what you do with it. But I uh, have been wanting to bring this along for a while, and I thought it's not really... It won't, it won't fill enough of a, a thing thing, pit yeah. slot. It, my my little thing won't fill enough of a slot, is what I'm oh, saying. That's okay. Um, but I've got a little... This sort of leads into a slightly larger thing that I have since discovered on the internet. So uh, this is from <laughs> smartcitiesdive.com, written by Donnelly underscore B, uh, and it's called Riding an Escalator for the First Time. Um, <laughs> this has nothing to do with the YouTube videos you may have seen uh, where some people in is it Cameroon? Uh, hang on, we have to check this now. Um, 
Yes, in Cameroon, a shopping mall was opened and there are videos of people in Cameroon going on an escalator for the first time as fully grown adults and sort of falling and stuff. And it's all okay. very slapstick funny, I'm sure. Uh, Fair but this- play to them, though. Like, imagine seeing one of them for the first time. Like, what the hell is this yeah. metal-toothed yeah. beast in front of me? Um, but no, this is nothing to do with that. This is literally the first escalator. So... On Wednesday, November the 16th, 1898, Harrods Department Store in London opened up the first escalator, or moving staircase as it was called, in England, the first one in England. The first escalator-like machine in the world had actually been patented many decades before in the US, but this was the first real application in England, and likely one of the first in the world. At the end of the 1800s, this was a big deal. Victorian England had never seen or experienced anything like this before, and people were genuinely concerned about its use. More specifically, people worried what such a rapid change in elevation would do to the body. It was believed that it could discombobulate your inner workings. People were unnerved. Which is why, when it was first introduced at Harrods, people were offered brandy and other substances at the top of the escalator in order to revive them after their ordeal. Oh, riding, wow. an, riding an escalator I'm with pretty no... sure you can, you can run upstairs quicker than an escalator. I know. You can run up, <laughs> or, you know, run up a hill. But no, you need some brandy after your ordeal. I like as well the fact that like even the people in charge of this escalator are saying, yeah, yeah, this this is like a bad move. You shouldn't do this. If you're going to go up our escalator, we'll give you brandy at the top. But uh, anyway, here it is. It, we've installed it. We've switched it on. Up you come. Um, so it says, riding an escalator was no small feat for these people. Now, to us today, this sounds ludicrous. Most of us probably ride a few escalators a day, it says here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're ubiquitous, it says. Uh, but I tell this story because I think it clearly underlines how disruptive the new and unknown can feel and how difficult it can be for us to accept sometimes. Uh, the article continues, but uh, mainly I just liked the idea of people being offered brandy at the top of an escalator and thought, that's all, that's like a polyets thing, but that's kind of it. So I was like, okay. And then I got thinking, though, about, well, there are lots of other things in history, aren't there, that... Uh, when new technologies were introduced and you know people were worried about what it was going to do i think i couldn't necessarily find a specific reference to this but we've probably all heard that i think some of the first passenger trains or like the first passenger trains to go at a certain speed um fences were put up on either side of the tracks so that people watching wouldn't see like the dead people inside the train uh going past them on the off chance that people ended up dying um, I've certainly wow. heard that before or like the windows are blacked out or something um, but I since found this which is very interesting this is from atlasobscura.com uh, it's written by Joseph Hayes and the article is called the Victorian belief that a train ride could cause instant insanity railway madmen were thought to be activated by the sounds and motion of train travel so Ooh. here we go January 1865. The peace on a regular English train journey from Carnforth to Liverpool is shattered by one man's deranged laughter and erratic antics. 
Armed with a gun and attacking the windows to get to the other increasingly frightened passengers, he seems out of control. At the next train stop in Lancaster, the man suddenly becomes calm and serenity is returned. But as the train begins to roll again, his aggression returns. I don't know why this man wasn't taken off the train at Lancaster. <laughs> oh, he's calmed down now. He can stay on. He's a good yeah, he's calmed down. Yeah, he's at his brandy, indeed. <laughs> The motion of the train becomes the only means to gauge the man's behaviour. His mood changes from one stop to the next, twisting and turning with the carriage. The the railway passenger prancing around with a pistol was by no means the strangest case of, quote, railway madness reported during the Victorian era in Britain. There seemed to be something about the railways that made people, particularly men, suffer mental anguish and unrest. Uh... As the railway grew more popular in the 1850s and 1860s, trains allowed travellers to move about with unprecedented speed and efficiency, cutting the length and time of travel drastically. But according to more fearful Victorians, these technological achievements came at considerable cost of mental health. As Edwin Fuller Torrey and uh, Judy Miller wrote in The Invisible Plague, The Rise of Mental Illness from 1750 to Present, trains were believed to injure the brain. In particular, the the jarring motion of the train was alleged to unhinge the mind and either drive people... Uh, drive sane people mad or trigger violent outbursts from a latent lunatic. Mixed with the noise of the train car, it could, it was believed, shatter nerves. In the uh, 1860s and 70s, reports began emerging of bizarre passenger behaviour on the railways. When seemingly sedate people boarded trains, they suddenly began having socially uh, behaving in socially unacceptable ways. One Scottish aristocrat, or aristocrat if you want to get British about this, was reported to have ditched his clothes aboard a train before leaning out of the window, ranting and raving. After he left the train, he suddenly recovered his composure. Regarding the specific type of mental condition believed to have been caused by the trains, Professor Amy Milne-Smith, a cultural historian at Wilfrid Laurier University, notes that railway madmen would have all likely been seen to be suffering mania. Medical journals at the time were very concerned about how railway madmen could be detected and when their madness... uh, (laughs) Sorry, uh, could be detected when their madness might lie latent. So people were worried they were just... Stealth madmen would be unlocked. Yeah, people yeah. seemingly quote unquote normal. Uh, you know, in in probably in those terms of terms of the day, uh, people who would just suddenly crack on the train. You jump on a train like a rickety old train. You get you get wobbly head syndrome. And it yeah, unleashes something in you. Wow. Uh, not all goings on in the first and second class carriages involved eccentric rambling in the nude. Vicious attacks with knives and other weapons that could result Whoa. in death were reported Jeez. as well. The trains themselves were considered to be ridden with perilous conditions that endangered passengers. Confined carriages were locked for privacy reasons, meaning people were at risk of being trapped in small rooms with lunatics who were ready to snap at any minute. The lack of suitable onboard communications meant that if attacked by such a person, you couldn't easily call for help. The media did its part to whip up a frenzy of a railway madness. One 1864 story, starkly titled A Madman in a Railway Carriage, 
gleefully related how a burly sailor became incensed, flailing around in an erratic manner, first trying to climb out of the window and then swearing and shouting at the other occupants of the carriage and struggling with everyone. A superhuman strength gripped this aggressor and four people were required to restrain him and he had to be bound to a seat. The conflict was not over yet, though. When the sailor was released, he charged viciously at those who'd restrained him and accusing them of stealing from him, it took railway officials and finally the police to subdue and arrest the sailor. The problem of railway bandits did not just refer to those driven insane by the process of the journey. Another concern at the time was that the railway provided a swift and convenient getaway for patients who had escaped from the various mental health institutions throughout Great Britain. In 1845, Punch magazine published a cartoon showing train tracks leading to an asylum. The logistics of the railways dotted around the countryside meant that a, quote, mental patient could evade the staff and hop on the next train to freedom. Stories of maniacs and terror on the tracks terrified many and delighted others. (laughs) Um, So the article sort of continues for a while, but... uh, Yeah, I just thought that was like... I've never heard of this, but apparently there was this whole... Um, fear that like gripped late sort of 19th century Britain uh, that not only were trains uh, driving people mad but also that oh there might be loads of scary you know mental health patients out there who have escaped and hopped on a train and you know zipped away but this you know I've, I've never heard this at all I suppose it's the same have you seen the um, uh, the propaganda about when the electricity lines were first being installed and like everything dying around it. Yes, it just, there's like was, drawings of, yeah, dead stuff. and Death, yeah. the death wires. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely. People are just resistant to change, I guess, and, yeah. you know, technophobic to an extent. I think, I don't know, I think it's still got, it's got, it still stands today. You've seen the, uh, the, the get off the Metro now video, yes. right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, it still happens today. I feel like every yeah. time I've had like a violent encounter, it's been on a train or a Metro. Like, personally, that's, it's, it does seem to have some weird energy around it. Where yeah, I've, I've been, it's true. I've or been on a bus sometimes. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's just, maybe it's just crappy public transport. This just makes people angry. But <laughs> it could be that. Yeah, that's the only place I've ever been like threatened to be kicked in was on a metro. <laughs> oh my god, what a treat! <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, it's fantastic. There you go. Well, thank so you for that, Peter. Be careful next time you're on a, you know, a Virgin Rail train. Yeah, anything could happen. You could go Dark. mad. Could go Ooh. mental. Mental. Absolutely mental, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much, Peter. Would y'all like another question? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, let's go for Darius Owen Canning at Darius Canning on Twitter. <laughs> nice. A nice one here. Would you rather be a man in black or a ghostbuster? I've <laughs> 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 got limited knowledge of both franchises, but... Yeah, uh, me too, actually. I'd rather be a, a man in black, I think, because yeah. they get cool weapons, they don't have yeah. to deal with the paranormal, and they hang out with aliens, and they know all those cool state secrets, and they get to wipe people's brains when they do bad stuff, which seems to be quite often. So I could pick up a purple quality street off the floor. Anyone who's around? <laughs> and that's it. They've forgotten yeah, everything. And Will Smith... Renowned hitter of Chris Rock, yeah, uh, gets to uh, write a kick-ass theme song for you, and then it's remixed by Neil Cicerega into one of the greatest 
works oh, of true. music of recent bees. times. Yeah. Bees. Bees. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't realize that was that's the that's the Men in Black theme song. What's it stand yeah, for? He's- Bees. Oh shit! Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. There we yeah. go. Wow. Yeah. But then oh. he somehow manages to get the word bees out of Wiki Wiki Wow Wow West as well yeah. in the, <laughs> the following album. He still say bees in that one too. What's the, the bees cannot be found. What is the name of the Neil Cicerega remix, please, Peter, for people to look up for the? Uh, MI, is it just MIBs? What is it? Uh, I think that one's called Vivid Memories Turn to Fantasies. I think okay. that's the whole name yeah. of the song. But the YouTube that. In fact, I'll stick it in the thread right now. Okay. Yeah, that's I think that's what it's called. Um, that I might just whole, be called like Vivid Memories. That whole trilogy of, of of albums. God, if you've never listened to it before, listen to Mouth yeah. Moods, Mouth Sounds, and Mouth Silence, I think is the last one. There's Mouth yeah. Dreams as well. Have you heard the fourth one? Excuse me? There's a fourth <laughs> one. What? The fourth one. Mouth dreams. What's that stand for? Bees. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> wow, really I fun. didn't hear about mouth dreams. I'm a whoa. Okay, I'm listening to that straight after this. Wow. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. That's in the thread now on Twitter. If people want to go listen to, oh, we're branching it's just out. A mysterious Bitly link that no one's going to click on. <laughs> <laughs> There's also you should definitely also listen to Wow Wow, which is yes. the Wild Wild wow, West one. Wow. When you walk into the wow, wow. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's so silly. Be in it. distress. Oh, it's, oh, God, it's in my head now. Oh, I think, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna err on the side of Men in Black because, I mean, Talking Pug as well, that's pretty lit. And a little suit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it does. There that's is a talking yes, pug. of course. Yeah. You yeah. Get to, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go first. I was going to say, you get to hang out with Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Earl... Uh, the Tom, Earl Tommy, 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 Joe, Tommy, Tommy Jones, Earl Tim, B, Tim, Tommy, Tommy Jimmy Jones, Tom B Jones, Jones, Mr. Jones, Tommy Lee, <laughs> Tommy, to, James L. Jones, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, I think. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I wondered where, because uh, I was feeling Earl as well. I was like, where's, why do, yes, why have we both come up with Earl when it's Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> it's Darth Vader, that's what we're thinking of. James Lee Jones, that's James the guy. James Lee Tom, Tom, yes. Tom, Tom. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be Men in Black because it's a far more glamorous job. It's probably it's probably more dangerous than I don't know. I mean, I'm not that familiar with Ghostbusters, so maybe that's just as life threatening. But um, yeah, uh, it's probably worth it for all the cool guns and cars and tech. I feel like yeah, Ghostbusters is like is like the homebrew operation, and yeah. Men in Black's the government funded. Like money's not an issue; have whatever you want, but. Saying that, I would very much like to drive around the the the, the hearse, the modified um, Ghostbusters yeah. mobile. That'd be pretty mm-hmm. lit. But beyond that, I don't know. You just you look at them; they're wearing jumpsuits, man. How can I respect a man in a jumpsuit? Yeah, you've got to be in a suit. <laughs> Absolutely, so smart. I'm just looking at pictures of Ghostbusters now. Oh, cute, aren't they? <laughs> good theme song, though. Ghostbusters, must say. True. Bustin' makes me feel good. That's another Neil Cicero. That's another Neil Cicero. Bustin', 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 bustin'. Bustin', bustin'. It's great. Uh, uh, yeah. I think, yeah. actually, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, Ghostbusters have heart and soul, mm. but Men in Black have money, and I know where I'm going to go. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Do you mind if I do my thing? Oh, absolutely. Please, Ben. You do mind. I do absolutely mind. <laughs> I mind a lot, actually. Um, Michael, I don't know if you've seen my tweet from last night. Oh, my God. Banger. Yes. Did you see it? 
Yes. Yeah, so okay. Good. So I've got to recount this story. I was kind of hoping you hadn't seen it so I could get your real time reaction to it, but that's fine. Oh. Um, but there is a second half to it that I that has been more detail. Has there's me and Mikey? Yeah. So I will play the I'll play the audio <laughs> over the microphone as well when we when it comes. Okay. But uh, last night, uh, because it's at the time of recording, it's Peter's birthday this week, it and is. we had uh, a little office gathering to celebrate Peter's birthday. And we went to Lane Seven in Newcastle and had a lovely time. And uh, on my way back afterwards, I got in the Uber and the guy who was picking me up had a five-star rating. And I thought, okay, well, I mean, it'll be a good ride. He's probably really polite. Maybe he has some charging cables, might offer me a breath mint or something. Didn't think anything more of it. Uh, got in and he was very nice. And he asked me lots of questions. You know, what have you been up to this evening? Um, so I've been out for, for my friend's 30th. I'm like, oh, 30. I'm turning 40 uh, next month. And I'm like, oh, I'm turning 30 next month. And we bonded over that. And I, I was very charming. And I said, well, you don't look a day over 30. And he went, what? And that was cool. And that not all. <laughs> and um, then he asked me what kind of music I like. Oh. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And I said, well, I've, I don't know. Rock, this is like a five minute journey, by the way, back to my house. <laughs> rock music, I suppose. And I was like, okay. I like I like some rock. I have my favorites. And then on the dashboard of his car, he had like, there's a little sort of dial thing in the middle, but they were clipped to almost the uh, the air vents on the dashboard. There were two little screens either side of this little <laughs> circle-y thing that he had there. And he started scrolling. Like, there was impossibly small text. He started just like swiping up, like all the way through these thousands of songs he's got there. He goes, I like this. And he starts playing Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name Off. And I was like, okay, yes. I'll nod politely along to this. This is this is accommodating. Thank you so much. He gets maybe five seconds in, taps like a load of buttons on one of the small screens, and just it goes, wah, 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 and he plays an air horn sound effect in the in the middle of killing in the name of. And I was like, what is happening? So I took out my phone and started recording, at which point is when I got this recording, which I will I will play now for people who haven't checked Twitter. Uh, but this this is this, here we go. So, <laughs> sorry, Ben. Me, I think me and Peter just. <laughs> So politely, did it just did it just cut out on Discord? Yeah, okay, it recorded on my microphone. I wasn't going to say anything, but sure, yeah, I didn't hear <laughs> okay. a, a sound. But if you, you guys seen have seen the video, video you yeah, know. Yeah. So he smashes that air horn, and I start laughing. Then he presses another button, and disco lights come on in the car, and they're like projected all over the ceiling. And I couldn't believe what was going on. He then swipes a few more things on his dashboard, and he starts going. <laughs> It, he starts like scratching on the disc <laughs> and it's it's the again i just do not know how to react to what is happening um he then drives me the remaining minute to my to, to my flat uh, and then as he gets nearby he then presses one like one after the other several different sound effects one which is like the please fasten your seatbelts you're in an airplane noise goes boom right. <laughs> and then he plays a sound effect which is him saying that like in an eastern european eastern european accent thank you so much for for riding with pavel today uh i hope you've had a pleasant ride and then another 
bing, please wait until the vehicle has stopped before you get out and have a, and then he goes, pleasant evening. And and then he stopped and let me out. And it was, I didn't know what to say. I just said, thank you for the most amazing Uber ride of my entire life. And then I rated him five stars and I tipped him two pounds. That it, is spectacular. I didn't realize it was a five-minute journey. Wow. He, he he went all in. There is a reason this man has a... Like, he's he's incredible. There's a reason well, this man today has a five-star rating. People were talking about it in the office uh, this morning. I think you'd, like, just gone out of the room or something. And uh, we were saying, like, yeah, you know, it's insane. And people were saying, like, why... What on earth was he doing that for? And it's like, well, because there are that many Uber drivers out there. You can't just be... At this stage, you can't just be a nice person. You have to have, as you say, bottled water and sweets. Mm. At, oh, charging cables. Red, red Starburst. Red Thank Starburst. you very much. <laughs> That's not even Peter's Uber. He just he just saw it in there yeah. and got in. Uh, and charging cables and stuff. And even then, you know, those are you get a fair few Ubers like that. So at this point, you have to outdo everyone else by being a DJ, I guess. So I, I can see mm. why he does it. He must get a lot of good ratings. Oh, yeah. It's it's a surefire way to get tips. But yeah, that was my... It it was... I'm still like... People were asking me questions in the morning and I, I just, <laughs> I'm still processing it. I can't really believe that it actually happened. What would... The, I was waiting ages for an Uber driver as well. Like I was told that there were no cars available a couple of times. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, it was a, some event had just finished. Like we, we should have left when you did because. Uh, oh, was it in the arena? I saw people queuing no in when Ubers. I yeah, when I Ubered just across no Ubers the bridge earlier. And yeah, the metro well, was absolutely packed. What are the chances of being connected to Pavel that evening? Indeed. Uh, and I did got you favourite him? Oh, can you do that? I think oh. you can do that, and you can like it. It sort of tries to match you with him again, oh, like with oh, certain shit. drivers again. Okay, I'll have a look in a second if I can work out how to do that. I absolutely will because he was. I believe so. I might be making that up. He was unbelievable, but he operates in the Newcastle area, so <laughs> keep an eye out uh, for Pavel. But that was. Uh, I'll, I'll link the. I'll put a link to the tweet in the link dump again so people can find it but um so yeah good. absolute insanity uh, at vidiot's official by the way on twitter if you want to see the the thread of things that we're talking about yes and that's my thing <sighs> that's just incredible that's like i would never recover from that taxi ride like every every taxi journey in the future would just pale in comparison i <laughs> no. wish i wish i had my boy back you're gonna be hunting him down forever oh yeah if you if you ever if you ever do manage to get in a taxi in the game like just say just take me around the city can you, for like yeah, an hour. Can you give, can you give yeah. me all the hits, all the classics, please? And I'm going to film it. I hope that's okay. I've had you before. You were amazing. I will tip you. I promise. Right. Let's see if I can find him. Do ask another question, though, Mikey, in the meantime. Uh, let's go for a fun one. Da, 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 da. Tommy the Wank Engine at Trigley Sarah T on Twitter asks, if it came down to it, do you think you could win a fight against the common man or woman? Would Ben speed help? Would Mikey whip out the skateboard in self-defense? Would Tiny Peter flip around like Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Um, let's just put, yourself, put yourselves in the scenario of a physical confrontation is imminent. What What do you do? <laughs> do you think you could hold your own? Just what against the average Brit, maybe, or... Yeah, just... just just the, the the most common average man. It's not not maybe not someone particularly beefy, but yeah, just picture picture a Brit. 
I don't I don't know. I don't think I'd be very good in a fight, even with someone perhaps sub subpar. I mean, I, I say that to be fair. Like, I I didn't have I didn't fight at school very well at all. I never had like fights with people, and that's kind of partly where what I base my thing. I was like, well, I've never fought people, uh, and I'm also not particularly strong, especially like upper body. Uh, but that being said, me and my brother used to fight all the time. Like, and I don't just mean when we were like 10. I mean, like we would just physically fight until we were like in our teens. And just because as much as anything else, it seemed to become just a bit of a habit. Like yeah. we'd sort of go home, we'd watch Raven, we'd have our tea and then we'd have a fight. <laughs> um, so it just became kind of part and parcel of a weekday evening. Uh, so I've probably got more experience than I give myself credit for. Um, yeah. And he he's quite tall as well. I mean, he might not have been as tall then. I don't know how... I don't know at what point we stopped fighting each other, but he is now over six feet. So maybe at one point I was fighting a six-foot man or, you know, boy. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe I'd be... I'd probably do better than I think I would, but I still don't think I'd win. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, it's been I, I, too I, long since I fought anyone. Are these reviews of the Uber driver, Ben? Sorry. Oh, wow. I've, yeah, he's got a profile and he's written about himself and everything. I didn't want to interject, but I have a lot more Pavel information than I realized I had. I couldn't fade oh. him, sadly. Didn't want to leave. Big up DJ Pavel. <laughs> the best Uber I've ever had. Okay. We love you. Spill, is, is there much more spill? I want to know oh, everything you wanna, about this you man. Wanna, you want to know his... He's written about himself. Right. I can, I can tell <laughs> oh, you... He's got yes. fun facts. Do you want to know fun facts about Pavel? Definitely. Okay, Please. Hang on, let me just hop back in. Uh, trips. Hey, Raz, Uber drivers could have profiles like this. Wow. You just never look at them. You just don't take the time to look. No. Uh, so his name is Pavel Henrique. If you see him, take his ride. He's an Uber <laughs> Pro Platinum. Uh, I like meeting good people with good vibes. He knows English, Spanish, Polish, and German. Nice. He's got a five-star rating. He's been driving for three years. Uh, fun fact, I am also a lumberjack with a license to work in the forest on scaffolds. I am a passionate DJ and a certi certified dietitian, paying high taxes for my Uber, Uber job, every penny plus 25% input company tax, I think. Critically, constructively, these are the funny facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much to this guy. God. He's fascinating. He's a dietitian and a lumberjack. Best taxi I've got in my life. Mate, haha, -ha, cheers. Amazing driver. Um, yeah, there's, there's, just a, there's just a lot like that. Thanks for a great trip. Didn't want to leave. Yeah, it's tons. He's, he's, yeah, he's a hero. I don't think I'll ever see him again, which is the saddest part. Yeah. Well, Very sad. Fingers crossed one day. Brilliant. Wow. What yeah. a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. <laughs> Are we talking about beating people up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's just say um, someone was, was approaching... Our friend Pavel with with, no. with their fists, and you've got you've got to stand in. Why are you to clenching your fists? No. <laughs> I've got to stand sure. in. Yeah, you, you're there. It's, it's 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 go time. This is it. Do you yeah. think you could you could you could take someone on? I mean, I'm I'm a pretty big guy. I'd like to think I could de-escalate certain situations, and I don't think I would ever want to fight someone with the objective of hurting them or mm. winning. But yeah. certainly, if it came to it, but I mean, there's some there's some fucking jacked up orange blokes walking around Newcastle, right? <laughs> yeah. So Lots you never that. you never fucking know. But I think in some situations, as long as it's not like a multi person mugging, I would like to. And again, it's not something that I obsess or 
or you know fantasize about being this big strong boy beating up 20 <laughs> 20 people who are attacking me but i'd like to think that if if it was a one-on-one situation i'd at least be able to maybe subdue someone or like yeah or like avoid a proper scrap mm, that would yeah. be my goal in that situation yeah uh, i reckon i reckon you'd do pretty good i did judo for one year when i was 13 so i think I'll be, i think i'll be okay <laughs> have you know i'm a green belt i <laughs> was not even that so yes. oh, got the skills when i when i when i shaved my head on the stream and looked in the mirror like the first thing that came in my head was like i look like i could fight this guy fucks <laughs> this guy fights i it's I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm one of the least confrontational people on this planet in that mm-hmm. I will avoid any kind of, any kind of unnecessary interaction if, if I, if I can. Especially when it's someone aggressive, I'll just put my head down and walk away. Saying that, I do off. I, I really want to know how I'd hold up in a fight with no knowledge. I just think it, if there was, if there was like a sanctioned fight club that I could go to just to have a go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these things almost definitely exist. But I want, I want no rules. Just, just, have, just meet up in a car park and beat someone for a bit and see what happens. I mean, almost definitely, I'll be on the floor in about ten seconds. But just beat someone up for a bit, easy. Yeah, why not? Easy, bit of fun, bit of fun. But, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's hard to say because I guess when you're in the moment, it's just like every every caveman instinct kicks in and you just yeah, you just like oh, got to survive, got 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 to make hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe 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 I'll, I'll, I'll I might see if there's unboxing classes nearby. So it's a, it's an outlet for this, <laughs> this desire of could I beat someone up? <laughs> oh, thank you very much, boys. Thank you. Would you like to hear my? Thing? I would love love to. to. It's a, it's a relatively girthy one, but it's a, it's a very good story. I think it's very much worth sharing, and it's it's it relates to something. I think I can pretty much safely say everyone has had an interaction with or at least is aware of it uh, in their life um i'm talking about the good old sea monkeys did either of you know. ever have them as kids i think so yeah. so i thought you were going to say semen which was very <laughs> good old jizz <laughs> everyone's had an interaction it. at some point with jizz <laughs> you wants jizz i'll introduce yeah. you to jizz <laughs> yes we had sea monkeys as children Yes, um, very underwhelming little creatures, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, the sen- yeah, yeah. I'll go into the history of them and the, the, the wild story that it takes you on. But um, yeah, sea monkeys. Um, I don't know what more, more to say about them. I guess I don't want to spoil anything in the story. So let's just let's, let's just on. go on. So in 1957. Um, by the way, this is uh, this. Oh god, what website is this from? Oh no, I need to give my sources. Mental floss. Um, is it, I heard this. Is this something like something gets brought up on podcasts every once in a while? Um, but I found a really good write up on mental floss of the whole history. Um, I'm kind of giving an abridged version of it because it goes even deeper than what I'm what I'm sharing here. Okay. So, in 1957, a man na- a man named Harold von Braunhut walked into a pet store and noticed a bucket filled with brine shrimp scientifically known as Artemia salina. And after some research, he discovered that they have some fascinating biological traits. It can exist in a state of suspended animation known as cryptobiosis, where living organisms shut down their metabolic processes in the absence of water, essentially making them very, very hardy, can can dry up and then be brought back to life with a, with a simple drop of water. It's quite magical. 
Um, they can survive for years in their protective casing in the event of in the event of a lake drying up. But when you add water, their protective shells hatch, revealing a translucent creature born with only one eye. They develop they develop two more upon reaching maturity and can breathe out of their feet, which I think is a little <laughs> fact. The males have tiny little whiskers under their chin, and females can self-fertilize eggs. Mm. To most people, the shrimp were simply just fish food. But to Von Braunhut, they were a way to capture the imagination of children by selling what he termed a, quote-unquote, ball full of happiness, um, which sounds more like the tagline to a bowl of cereal, to be yeah. honest, which is quite a gross thought. Delicious brine <laughs> shrimp eggs. A ball of cereal, a bowl full of happiness, delicious. Hmm. If he could send the dehydrated eggs in the mail and have them come to life in water using his secret nutrient formula, he was certain kids would be amazed. But why did Von Braunhut consider the secret world of shrimp so appealing? Maybe because he had a tendency to see the magic in the world. As it did, God, this was like a, a kind of crappy daytime TV documentary. Von Braunhut only saw the magic in the world. <laughs> as a teenager, he performed illusions as the amazing Telepo. After dropping out of Columbia University, he became a talent manager for acts like Joseph Dunninger, a famous mentalist, and Henry Lamoth, who spent decades jumping from a platform 40 feet in the air and landing in a kiddie pool as shallow as 12 inches without killing himself, it clarifies. Oh <laughs> Just good, good. <laughs> Made a career of not killing himself. <laughs> in other words, Von Braunhut knew a good act when he saw one. Kids at that time were already fascinated by ant farms, and von Braunhut thought the Air Selina could be a brine gold mine. He spent years working in a barn on his property, assembling a mail order package that consisted of one packet of con- one pa- consisted of one packet to condition tap water, one packet of nutrients, including yeast and algae, and one packet of the shrimp eggs themselves. Owing to their amazing ability to emerge from something that looked like Kool-Aid powder, Von Braunhut dubbed his product Instant Life and began (laughs) approaching retailers in the early 60s with what he thought was a guaranteed hit. Sadly, it wasn't, because there was already something called instant fish no oh no <laughs> that idea came from Owamo, the toy company responsible for the hula hoop and had a very similar premise premise only they were using a different sea creature for their for their instant life but then von braunhut had another idea Instead of trying to convince executives, his shrimpies, it says here, his shrimpies are <laughs> oh, worse. Sorry. I've read this three times. I've never clocked the word shrimpies. Well done. <laughs> What's Remember wrong, that? Ronald Coon? <laughs> my shrimpies. My shrimpies. Uh, instead of trying to convince executives his shrimpies would be lucrative, he decided to aim his pitch directly at his target audience impressionable children yeah fucking idiots yeah yeah, idiots in 1962 taking out an ad in a comic book was an inexpensive way of uh, getting your message out there in comparison to television commercials that major toy companies were um, were using to advertise their goods von braunhut went on an ad buying spree grabbing space in everything from batman to archie to romance titles he didn't discriminate at least not with the comics. Th- that'll come back later. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and made his appeal to as many young readers as he could using the time-tested method of selling straight-up crap to kids. 
According to Von Braunhut, who wrote the Sea Monkey ads and the 32-page handbook that came with the kit, his little creatures were capable of all kinds of incredible things that were not all scientifically sound. He said they could be hypnotised. Brian Shimp would follow light around, but it's not exactly hypnosis. They'd obey commands. Aside from following light, sea monkeys have as much regard for instructions as cats. They pretty much do what they want and dance. And they seem to like music, so yeah, whatever. We'll go with that one. And that, and that's not all. That's not still not all. <laughs> shrimpies. <laughs> the shrimpies haven't been delivered yet. <laughs> Your Brian will be with you in seven days. Uh, Von Braunhut even said his sea monkeys could play baseball, race on a speedway kit, and rise from the dead. Which I mean, that last one is—it's kind of true. Not 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 technically, but close enough. I'll give him that one. Von Braunhut later said the sea, mon- sea monkey ads appeared in 303 million copies of comics annually. Wow. Uh, it says here that that number is probably an exaggeration, but with popular comics selling, selling hundreds of thousands of copies a month, he had plenty of prospective buyers. He began getting five. He began getting five sacks of mail every day from customers who were now shelling out one dollar for this secret society of shrimp. In the meantime. Von Braunhut had become a mail-order mogul using a carnival barker approach to market an entire array of novelties. There were x-ray specs which promised to let the wearer see through clothing. Young voyeurs were disappointed to find out they were really just glasses stuffed with bird feathers. Which oh. that, is, that is a scam artist right there. Yeah, that's terrible. I really actually want to find a photo of these old x-ray Snake specs to see nice. exactly what that looks like. Oh, it's just a band. I love um, the complete lack of advertising standards that he could just yes. say, hey, buy sea monkeys. They can dance. And <laughs> he can just make can up. They? He, they, so they can play baseball. They can go on a speedway. It's, yeah, this. I think this used to be like, well, I think it's still co- um, a thing to an extent, but definitely back then it was just kind of like, yeah. You just sat, you just advertise whatever the hell you want, and mm-hmm. for the sake of a dollar, no one's going to come chase you down for it. It's just easy money. Yeah. <laughs> but then he didn't leave it just X-ray specs. He also had Aqua specs, which promised to wow. let you see right into water, eliminating glare. Uh, the trick it was just tinted lenses. So mm. I mean, technically worked, but not not quite amazing. And then there were Hypno specs, which promised to put people under your control, but the spinning spirals on the lenses were more distracting than hypnotic. And he also, this is my favourite of the list, he also marketed Crazy Crabs, um, which <laughs> okay. were n- nothing more than a hermit crab shipped in a box. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> that's, that's harrowing. God. Uh, sounds like the fish crab in a during box. quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I'm just picturing this man in his shed, surrounded by glasses, brine shrimp, and hermit crabs, shoving them in boxes. God. Oh, Jesus. But Von Braunhut's real triumph, meaning the one thing that should have gotten him sued but didn't, was Invisible Goldfish, a kit that guaranteed a breed of fish you'd never be able to see. Kids who sent away for it got a fishbowl, some seaweed and fish food, but no fish. That was, that was it. It's kind of like pet rock to the nth degree. It's just, you want nothing, yeah. here you go. But none of it resonated quite like sea monkeys which got another boost in the early 70s when a comic book artist named Joe Orlando drew the most famous sea monkeys advertisement ever, a depiction of an entire sea monkey family with human facial features. I think 
chances are you're quite familiar with it. It's that kind of haunting illustration that you see, um, I think, still today. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we had that picture on our packet of sea monkeys. Um, if you see it, I think it's in the thread eye. now, maybe. Oh, is it? Right. Oh, nice, nice. But there was a disclaimer. Uh, caricatures shown not intended to depict Artemia Selena, but kids who are not known for reading the fine print were captivated. Thanks to Von Braunhut's marketing techniques, sea monkeys were a certifiable sensation, one that made him a millionaire. And really, the idea of attempting to breed a master race of pet shrimp wasn't so far-fetched. After all, in the words of the Washington Post, Von Braunhut was, quote-unquote, active in the anti-Semitic neo-Nazi right. Uh, oh boy. Okay, here's the are we, are we, are we going to get to those, those other comics he's been advertising in? <laughs> oh, something of the sorts. Um, interest, interesting um, and addendum on that. Um, he was also Jewish, um, which oh. is a real... Oh, okay. Interesting. Wow. So, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now we get into the, the dark side of sea monkeys, which is a, <laughs> it's absolutely astounding. Yeah, the Nazi side of sea monkeys. <laughs> of course, you know, you, you saw it coming, right? Yeah. Somewhere during his life, he added the Von to his name, so it sounded more Germanic, according to a Daily Telegraph article. And then he invented the Kyoga Agent M5, a self-defense weapon Von Braunhut began working on in the late 1960s. The Kyoga is an important part of sea monkey lore. In 1988... The Washington Post and the Spokane, Spokane, I think it's pronounced, Spokane Spokesman Review published stories revealing that the weapon was being advertised as part of a fundraiser for Richard Butler, the leader of the Aryan nations who needed money to fight charges of sedition, the polite term for plotting to overthrow the government. Oh, excellent. Like all those people that raided the Capitol. Exactly. Just like that. Okay, you get, you get your brine trip in, boys, for fundraising. <laughs> uh, no specs might be useful if you're trying to overthrow the government. He didn't see anything. Butler wrote that for each Kyogre his followers his followers bought, bought the manufacturer, that would be Von Braunhut, would pledge $25 to his legal fund. Butler, who was acquitted, called Von Braunhut a longtime friend and a quote-unquote member of the Aryan race who has supported us quite a few years. Jesus Christ. According to news reports, Von Braunhut had attended numerous Aryan nations gatherings, sometimes as a guest speaker and sometimes as the honoured lighter of the Burning Cross. Isn't oh. cute? Jesus Christ. He was also leader of the Imperial Order of the Black Eagle, which was also affiliated with the Aryan Nations. I don't know anything about that group, but just the name alone, it sounds pretty sounds terrifying. No. Even though they always suspected he was Jewish, the white supremacists didn't seem to care, probably because he was a generous donor. In, in 1985, it was reported that he lent a grand dragon of the Ku Klux Klan named Dale Roosh $12,000 to buy 83 illegal guns. And I just want to keep in the back of your head through all this. Um, those sea monkeys, this is where his money was going. This is where his millions from the, these little <laughs> brine shrimp funded fucking neo-Nazis. Jesus. Oh, Von Braunhut refused to comment on the allegations other than to tell the, tell the Seattle Times that quote, it's very ominous, you know what side I'm on. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? Stop it, God. 
But even with all this, sea monkeys continue to thrive. In fact, their highest profile project came not long after, in 1992, when Howie Mandel co-created, produced, and starred in a CBS Saturday morning live-action series titled The Amazing Live Sea Monkeys. The Sea Monkeys continue to sell to the general public too, going from one distributor to another. In 2000, the Los Angeles Times reported that a company called Educational Insights was distributing it under the Exploratory Division with the full knowledge of the allegations against Von Braunhut. So, yes, it's not like it was a well-kept secret um, in the business. People knew what he's up to, but can't turn down that briny dollar, I guess. Mm. Company executives said they never asked him about the charges directly and didn't think he'd be the type of person to spread hate speech. No. What, the shrimp guy? You're talking about the shrimp guy? No, stop it. Can it fly? Come on. What, the guy who sends crabs in the post? <laughs> no, he's, he's a really <laughs> decent fellow. with the bird feather glasses. <laughs> nah, bit, not bit this weird, guy. Yeah. It's a bit weird, but Natty, that's a stretch. Um, meanwhile, Von Braunhut... <laughs> who was also an ordained minister, it turns out, officiated over the funeral of Richard Butler's wife one month after signing his licensing deal with the company. He was also photographed wearing Aryan Nation's lapel pins to planning board meetings in Charles County, Maryland, according to the Washington Post. And uh, Von Braunhut died 2003 at the age of 77, and his second wife, Yolanda Signorelli von Braunhut replaced him as CEO of the company. And as far as I'm aware, I think she's not a Nazi. I, I, I feel like I can't say that for certain, considering the bloody roller coaster. Uh, we'll probably never know while Harold Nathan Braunhut, born and raised Jewish, grew into Harold von Braunhut, who funded anti Semitic groups and stood up for Hitler. We'll also never know why he saw a bucket of fish food and decided it would send him on a path to success. People, <laughs> like sea monkeys, can be mysterious creatures. No, but sea monkeys aren't Nazis, so let's not not make such a flippant comparison there. Who was it? Who did that article again? Uh, Let's see. Oh, where have you gone? (laughs) That was written by Jake Rosson of Mental Floss. Mental Floss. Come on, Mental Floss. Who knows why people are racist? Like sea monkeys. (laughs) You say that, Ben, but... I believe in the fifth uh, Indiana Jones film that's coming up, the villain is a sea monkey. Oh, well, then I take it all back. <laughs> yeah. I feel pretty silly now. Oh, I really want to see an illustration like in the original sea monkey style of them wearing little nets. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Sounds like you've got, a, you've got something you've got to work on after this, Michael. There you go. New merch coming out your fast. Very important. Very <laughs> <Nazi> important. <shrimps. laughs> oh god. They'll definitely kick us off the network after that, that's for sure. Oh yeah, that's a that's a one way route to, to to the streets. Amazing. Everyone knows that Nazis, if you desiccate a Nazi, mm. they can remain unharmed for years and years and you just add water again and then <laughs> they come back. back to life. Well, well thank you, Michael. That was an educational journey. <laughs> It was. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I heard like I heard that he was a Nazi, but I didn't realize just how far it went. Like it wasn't just like oh yeah, well, oh he quote unquote just had some views. I know he was like a full on, full on big old big boy KKK member and yes, yeah. burning the cross and all that. Brilliant! What a guy. Would you boys like a final question for the night? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Go on then. Ooh, oh. Got one from Sam Collins at Sam underscore Collins underscore 96 on Twitter. They say, 
With Paraboy predicting the atrocious and unforgivable Tesco meal deal going up in price, mm-hmm. have any of you had any other poorly slash well-aged things which you care to own up to? Or do you have any other predictions which we look back on in the future, which which we can look back on in the future and blame you for? I think, I, I, I think <laughs> making poor predictions is uh, maybe a rare occasion. So let's lean on the side of... What do you what what terrible things do you think are going to happen in the future so we can be blamed for it? Us specifically. Well, uh, what regarding us? Yeah. Well, you said that, that can be blamed on us. Is that what you said? I guess I'm um, like me. Well, me come true. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. So it's I see. like ah, oh, you did that. You said well, you it, did it the came true bloody Tesco you... meal deal, didn't you, Johnson? Yeah, that, I do feel bad about that one. Well, between us, me and Ben did COVID. Yeah, we did, did actually you? do COVID. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, not long before COVID, we did a main menu episode at my flat and we poured, we had a frying pan that was full of oil and then we were supposed to add sprigs of rosemary, but we only had ground rosemary. So we then sort of sprinkled ground rosemary in sort of a stick shape uh, as though it was a sprig. And as this pile of rosemary hit the oil, it started to spread out like a Petri dish, like growing, you know, like, you know, uh, (laughs) when you see microbes grow in a Petri dish at full speed, uh, increased speed. And we sort of said to each other, this is the, this is like a pandemic waiting to happen. I say, (laughs) this looks like a pandemic waiting to happen. And Ben says, yeah, this is the virus that will end the world or something. And I think within less than 12 months maybe within six months uh COVID-19 happened wow thanks guys cheers I'm trying to remember no I don't maybe no no you definitely would have been in the office but it it, it was either like just before COVID became a thing or just as it became a thing Hat Films did a video where they like tested out hazmat suits and stuff oh my god well they're always predicting like celebrity deaths aren't they yeah. They say whenever they talk about someone, they always end up dying within a few weeks. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I once, got- I've said before that I um, predicted, or years before it was a popular thing, I did a remixed uh, version of Steamed Hams. Um, oh, wow. No one, like, was... It wasn't, like, a popular skit. Like, if you'd ask people their favourite Simpsons stuff, it wasn't really one of the kind of mainstream Simpsons things at the time. Um, and uh, yeah when I used to do like remixed music I just did the entire skit from start to finish to the beat of a a, a drum and uh, I feel like I might still have it somewhere I mentioned it on a podcast like last year or something and said I would look for it and I I, I feel like it exists but I don't know where uh, but yeah that happened years and years before it was you know a meme an innovator wow yeah what else can possibly go wrong? Um, what, what's what's beloved? What can what can be stripped from us at a moment's notice? Well, it's not so much. Oh, fucking Elon Musk! Elon Musk getting on Twitter. That's <laughs> I got a DMCA strike yesterday on Twitter, so that's probably going to happen oh, more yeah. and more. I don't, I don't know why I'm going to blame Elon Musk for that. We bought those <laughs> shares, and I got a strike. Coincidence? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think not. Um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily... I don't know if anyone will blame us for this after the fact, but we have been joking for pretty much our entire YouTube career now that Billy Ray Cyrus is going to get cancelled. Oh, God. Uh, And when he does, we are going to have to rebrand Billy Ray Walrus. Like, we've had conversations about it. We've got, like, a plan B ready. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like how the royal family have got Operation whatever it's called, London Bridge, you know, yeah. for when the Queen dies. They're all prepped. We know what we'll do when <laughs> when Billy Ray Cyrus gets cancelled. Regardless of <laughs> what your thoughts are on uh, cancel culture or whatever you want to call it, but certainly there has been a real movement, and rightly so, in the past few years since Billy was born, uh, Ray Warris this is, uh, to call out and a, a, a sort of end the careers of monsters, basically, which is which is a. And we're good, not saying Billy Ray Cyrus. No, is we one. aren't saying that. No, but from no. the very beginning, we were joking about the fact that Billy Ray Cyrus probably has a scandal pending. Right, that's where that yeah. came from. And in the time since, the general public's opinion of people in the public eye who are monsters has become I mean let's just say the patience has gone down quite significantly so if yeah. literally yeah. anything substantial came out a bit about Billy Ray Cyrus that that prediction has come true perhaps well it's way more likely to come true than it would have been if we were still in the same sort of societal place that we were when Billy Ray Warris was first born yes yes so it's like somewhere there's a, there's there's a like a, a briefcase with two keys um, waiting for the, the DEFCON 5. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, boy, go in, turn the key at the same time, open it up, and there is Billy's replacement. Yeah. God. There he is. With a pre-written statement. <laughs> I am not Billy Ray Warris. I am a different... Well, we've we've sort of retired Dick Machinko now. Yeah, oh, yeah sort of, of partially. Because he was apparently a bit problematic. Oh, well, uh, but we always and- knew that. But it was just yeah, when he died. But then when it just he died, weird people to... talk more about it as yeah. <laughs> felt weird what about to... Cheggers? Well, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. Shut up, Cheggers! You're dead. No, no one's come after Cheggers or us. So <laughs> we'll stop. We'll um, stop when we're told to stop. Yeah, yeah. I predict um, that um, Dave Benson Phillips will come after us like legally he will pursue us and get us a cease and desist so we can't talk about him anymore and we can't start every podcast with a photo of his face that's a horrifying Um, prediction I don't like that one yeah well I hope that one doesn't come true but if it does at least it's hashtag content this is the longest I think we've gone in a podcast without even mentioning Dave right yeah that's the first I mean we did post about him before we even started recording on Twitter so we may not have seen what we do that's essentially white noise at this point. This doesn't yeah. mean anything. No, no. It's just a load of pixels that happen to look like Dave. Yeah. It's a loose resemblance to Dave. Means nothing. Uh, I don't know. Have I got to make a bold prediction? Um, let's just go with a... Let's go with um, the price of fuel and uh, the energy bills are going to go up again. Oh, don't, oh my god! Yeah. All right, you don't blame me for that. that. You can. I don't. I don't yeah. want it to happen. But there's one. How much world, worse okay. can the world get? Really? I'm going to go for a, ver- a very. <laughs> this was a slightly morbid one, but <laughs> um, a specific prediction: June eighth, twenty twenty-two, three or two p.m. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> grows wings, yes, and goes and yes, and, yes, yeah. and and goes back to her home planet. Okay. Mikey, if you're correct, you will probably be arrested. Yeah, there's a they good. They want to know how you knew. I'm coming for you, Liz. Watch it, Diana <laughs> for life. Well, I no, 
that's all I'm going to say on that. If that comes true, I'm going to I'm going to feel very bad and just probably just delete all online presence. I mean, the queen the queen doesn't survive 2022. I think we're all agreed on that generally, right? Yeah. Probably. She's really yeah. old. Like, there's nothing more to it than that. She's Less she's so. had one hell of a run. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll just see. let her enjoy her celebrations this year, and then can yeah. can we just can she just sit down for God's sake, yeah. Queen? Please <laughs> take it easy. All right. Love you. You're getting, you're getting on a bit. Just, just look. Dealing no deals on repeat on child four. Go on, sit down. Yeah. I've got some crushed cigarettes <laughs> and a purple quality street she can have if she wants those. Peter, Peter Ooh, doesn't starburst. have a starburst because he ate it, so that's gone. No, sorry, Your oh, Majesty. That is gone, unfortunately. <sighs> Terrible. Wow. Well, what an episode. Thank you so much for Jesus. listening, everybody. We've got a couple of things to run through before we disappear. Uh, Mikey, there's some kind of store. Yo, gosh darn right. If you head onto your web browser of choice and navigate on over to store.yogscast.com, you'll find a wonderful array of Yogscast greater universe related goodies, including kind of a fun one at the minute. Um, they've got a TTT themed Easter egg, which is very cute. Ooh, oh. However, if you delve a little dig, li- delve a little digger, delve a little <laughs> deeper and go, then scroll all the way to the bottom of the list of creators, you'll find our little corner of the store featuring hoodie, shirts, mugs, and that's all. Uh, <laughs> some lovely designs on display uh, from, every, I think, um, like three different eras of vidiots, one from early vidiots, one from winding down vidiots, and one from post vidiots i guess we'll call sure. it so you, you can really own own a piece of history with these, yeah. these designs they're all wonderful highly recommend the mugs i think they're beautiful the, the podiats legends design is still a, a firm favorite. favorite um no discount code still so keep an eye on the yogs twitter to if you want to you know maybe get some money off or free shipping or something like that that's store.yogscast.com amazing uh youtube twitter facebook all.com forward slash bit.ly forward slash vidiots official discord if you want to come hang out with like-minded podiots listeners go say hi twitch.tv also forward slash vidiots official we stream there very occasionally thank you again to everyone who came to our charity stream the other month it was a lot of fun raised a lot of money very very nice indeed uh, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations if you donate three pounds or more you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and you join pod squad for that week's episode thank you so much to all of you who've done that for this week we're going to run through them again right now bobby boba booby baby babu baby sir captain tom Birdseye, tommy the hank engine peter hassle in the castle don Ako seven pet shop man can't shack it. The generous feed me, Kanye, Bartek B. Wellington, LB, and Mikey Street Fight, Raindrop Joy, David's cooking my son. Also, Stephen Skodes, Freddie Weber is Meatface, Pro Trainer Don Keydig, Vidiots is not a cult, honest Mr. Black, Boopa Piss Healthcare, <laughs> Stroke Off Trent, who was very very generous. Thing her butt hole. Thanks, Brexit. And cools are 55 quid a gram. The very generous Magnus did nothing wrong. Chegvin Chegnison. Mr. Blobby becomes a bailiff. Hawkman 105. Squishy and useless. Ben, please marry me. Mr. Macca. Ratthew Bastard. Just keep swimming, Ash. Linear Dady Sean Combs. And Schindler's <laughs> Lisp. Thank you so much. That is your pod squad 
for this week. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. Three pounds or more to get a shout out. Uh, Peter, I don't suppose there was any stuff going out on videos four years ago this fortnight. There'll be loads, loads of stuff. Uh, so starting on March 30th, uh, we had The Sims 3 Prove It Part 1. Uh, where we played the game. Skyrim Zoo Chapter 5, Necromancing Queen. <laughs> Memory Cards, April the 2nd, Hannah Montana, Lego Star Wars, other stuff. Uh, Podiats Episode 3, But With a Pigeon. Oh. Taking oh. on Takeshi's Castle in Nippon Marathon's Lobster Mode. Um, was that an ad? No, it wasn't. I think we just got given a code for yeah. it. Yeah. There's no hashtag ad on it. Uh, post some tap number seven, the Montana Motherload. Oh, good. that's a good one. Is that the one with the thumbnail of like just surrounded yeah, by yeah, Montana two faces in, in a cardboard yeah. box? I think that was that. a good. One. Uh, worst games ever. Game selection, the fifth of April, twenty eighteen. I love those. I've watched a few of those recently. Like they're genuinely really good videos. And it's just <laughs> us spinning a bingo wheel, but they're they're really good. So come, yeah. my friend. <laughs> Prove it. The Sims 3 Part 2. Worst games ever. Naughty Bear. Uh, in the spotlight. A way out. Now. 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 Good game. Mm. Skyrim Zoo Chapter 6. The King of Carrot Flowers. Uh, memory Cards. April 9th. Uh, oh, hang on. I've overshot again. It's so easy to do that. Uh, I should have stopped on In the Spotlight. A way out. Forget Skyrim <sighs> Zoo. Didn't happen. It didn't That's happen. next time. Um, bleeped by the Men in Black little bleeper device. You know. Well, I'm actually, saying. no. I'm I'm being a fool because it's April. It's April seventh today, so I do need to carry on until the twelfth of April. So <laughs> I will carry on in the spotlight. A way out. Skyrim Zoo Chapter Six. Memory cards. April 9th Spider Man, Mario Kart, Wii, and Postal Two are on that episode. Nice. Uh, Luomo di Milano, the Man from Milan, Ooh, Part wow. One, Betrayal. That's the Milanoir. Uh, three-parter that we did very good I very vividly remember making a shit ton of spaghetti for that the night before yes. and then when I brought it in on the day it was just a big solid it was a lot of <laughs> I didn't realize I don't well I didn't remember anyway that you made it the night before but I suppose that makes sense like you didn't just cook it in the office on the day so <laughs> yeah uh, post some tap number eight happy birthday tiny Peter Oh, that's nice prove it to the sims part three live action challenge um, where Hat Films came in and did uh, uh, well, it was a it was the only Prove It finale that was in two parts actually. Yeah, oh, so wow. much get content. to in a minute. So it was the live action challenge part one. Uh, then it was Man of Milan part two Redemption. After really watched those at some point because they're very good yeah. too. Crash Team Racing Spinning Challenge Piece of Cake where Ben felt really ill spinning on a chair <laughs> and then had to eat cake at the end. Um, Prove It Sims Live Action Challenge Part 2 uh, where Hat Films come in and do some talking heads for us um, and we're going up to yes there that's where yeah. we stop excellent nice. that sounds like a pretty good week actually that one yeah. yes they're all good weeks they're all good weeks even the ones at the end where there was nothing all good weeks <laughs> yeah top class content killer not filler killer, no filler at all right Mikey where can people find you on the internet at Parrot Boy on Twitter is the best place to keep up to date with my antics. Uh, I stream on occasion at Par- uh, just Parrot Boy on Twitch. No, at I am still very erratic with my streaming schedule, so best to follow me to keep up to date. Thank you. Keith, Keith. Nice. Peter, where are we? 
Uh, hello, I'm Peter. I'm at that Peter Austin on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And Ben is confused uh, at confused underscore dude on just Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but together we are making content over at Triple Jump. That's YouTube and Twitch. Uh, YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. Where we do all kinds of things. We do live streams. We do list content. We do interesting shows. Silly things. Worst games ever. Rules bosses over there. We've got two podcasts. So uh, go and have a look at all that if you want. Absolutely. And you do want that. So go and do it. Full stop. You do. Yeah. Finally, why not leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice? Five stars, please. Five stars. Uh, it helps. Thank you. Something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Thank you so much for listening, all of you. Do we have a final question before we disappear off into the night? Hmm. What um, what what predictions do you have? Yeah, for I was going to oh, say that. Yeah, let's everyone get in on it. Yeah, even though we're nearly halfway. And if one of them ever comes true, like send us a tweet and show shows a screenshot of your comment. Yeah, give us a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you Lovely. so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks' time. Look after yourselves. Bye. 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 Bye.